All right, welcome back to On Shuffle. We got a got a good one for you today. Uh, I know we uh, we got this is going to be our review podcast. We've got a couple albums we want to talk about, and I know that uh, Matthew had brought up the uh, this week about the Reckless Love album coming out, and uh, got up with me and said, "Hey, man, let's review this one." And it was at the same time I was listening to the new Hardcore Superstar album. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, cool deal. We'll do it. And we will, uh, let's do this one too. So, and I know we're going to start reckless love, but, um, well, let me start off by saying RIP Justin Hawkins. Yeah, no, Taylor Hawkins. Hawkins uh, guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Wrong Hawkins. But yeah, no. Wrong Hawkins. Yeah. Oh, that, that sucked, man. I, I heard it, um, uh, Friday night and, uh, and I didn't, I guess the way this world is right now, when I, the first source i saw it on was social media or something uh my first thought is this is probably a lie this didn't happen you know just mm-hmm. the way and it really didn't even hit me until i saw the foo fighters uh account say something about it yeah and uh, and then from there it's just like man this that's terrible sucks yeah because i didn't catch it till saturday morning so i and that's when i text you because um my, my wife had just got home from work, so I was waking up and yeah. checking Twitter, and uh, I saw like everybody was tweeting about it, and um, yeah, it was definitely a surprise. Like, cause I mean, he wasn't no, he's was fifty too, years old, right? Yeah, he wasn't like an old guy. He wasn't old, you know. and I didn't even, dude, I didn't even know he's fifty when I saw it. Cause I mean, he just still seems. Um, now this might sound weird, but he's still got the good hair, like it, you know. Yeah, he still he, seems. Yeah, he looks youthful, the same. Like he's young. very youthful. Um, you know, like uh, he's. And and we I think we mentioned this a while back, but for whatever reason, rock stars do not gain weight. Like they're always you know skinny. The the big time rock stars. Now you go watch, you go look at some like wannabe rock and roll band that's playing at some uh, club or some uh, you know dive joint. They're all fat and stuff. But and, you know for whatever reason, if you're a famous uh, musician, you're probably a skinny uh, rock and roll musician. You're probably skinny. Well, it's, it's it's a weird group like that, like that. There's some in the '80s that obviously you know got out of shape. Yeah. But then like ones before and after um, the '80s, relatively look, look kind of the same. Yeah, they do uh, to, to a degree. Okay, well even that, and I know we're so far off base here, but oh, yeah, uh, you know, already we do this every time. But no, uh, all, even with that, uh, you take like um, Axl Rose, and I know Axl uh, to look at him today, you're kind of like, oh, he's bigger. But then you kind of take it you know get it out out of the that context of comparing him to himself in the 80s and you just look at him like i've seen him do uh, night show late night show stuff and it's like he's not even fat or nothing he's just bigger than what he was he's not a string yeah. bean anymore and then all of a sudden my mind goes to oh he's fat now you know now yeah. vince neil you know he's he is fat uh, i almost uh, said god rest his soul but uh, uh, he's still alive <laughs> he's still alive uh, uh, which but, if, you, if you want us some funny dro- uh shit talking to say it that way uh, <laughs> Motley Crue and uh, Still Panther talk shit to each other. Oh uh, yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that. Because Michael Starr cracked a joke about Vince Neil. Lighthearted. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Well, I mean, with them, everything's kind of lighthearted yes. to a degree. But yeah. uh, Nikki Six talked back, and you know, then that went on for a little bit. Yeah, but I've always looked at it like this, dude. I've always felt like if uh, if Still Panther is kind of like, uh, you know, because of obviously, you know, okay, for example. Saturday Night Live, if they're covering you, I've always heard people say, well, then you've made it, or, or like, or it's an honor, even if, because they're obviously picking on you, because it's, you know, satire, but yeah. it's, it's just kind of an honor, it's a badge of honor, um, and I would feel the, and maybe I'm, okay, I'm a nobody who's not famous, but I 
think as of right now, I would feel the same way with Steel Panther. Yeah. Um, well, cause I think before then, um, Motley and Steel Panther, like Steel Panther was on like a show or did something with yeah. them, and they didn't. Um, Motley didn't re- respect them to what Steel Panther said. And all right, so it all originated with a YouTube video. It was okay. um, there were. Being uh, questioned probably by Loudwire or somebody, you know, some magazine or rock YouTube thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they asked them, it was probably Michael Starr and Satchel to a degree, I think. And they were like, um, so if there's anybody live or dead that you can play with, who would it be? And they said a couple of people, Michael Starr said Vince Neil. And Satchel's like, well, he's actually still alive, dude. He's like, well, no, the guy from the 80s is dead. That guy's dead. Vince, the Vince yeah. we have today is not the one we have from the 80s. And, yeah. No, I'll see what's started at all. But uh Yeah, I mean I don't know. I, I again I well I guess I could see that being offensive. Uh, yeah. but again it just goes back to you got putting in context like who we're talking about and yeah. you know, it, it would have been he would have come off like a champ if he would have uh responded and said, uh That's Yeah, right. me too or, or, or you know, or just yeah, made made it a, a, a poke fun, made it fun or something, but yeah. You know, to come back and get angry about it. And especially Nikki Six, it makes it even worse. It's kinda of like your mom fighting a battle for you, you know. And Nikki Six, which you know, he's a Karen already, but Yeah, he, he gets upset with everything. <laughs> yeah. Um so, but yeah. back to the original first the yes, yes. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> yes. Rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins, yeah, it was a shame and great drummer, man. Yeah, great drummer. I said it's um I said it's funny how he fits so good with behind Dave and uh, especially because, I mean, obviously Dave Grohl, you know, famous drummer. I've always said it's the hardest job, one of the hardest jobs in the world, his job. Being, yeah. you know, being one of the, his his lead man is one of the, uh, drummer for one of the most influential bands in the history of music. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know he's up there in front of you uh, playing guitar and singing. And you know uh, he's, I, well, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know what I'm saying here. I'm just assuming he's as good, if not even better than you. Um, at least around your ability, of course, because he's a yeah. world-class drummer. And, and I guess the fact that you probably can't do what he's doing, but he can do what you're doing. So I guess the, the pressure that he had to have felt at some point, um, mm. and maybe he didn't. I don't know. I know they're close. Oh, they were, you know, yeah, of course. Very so. close, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's probably like their first, Foo Fighters' first drummer. I mean, he, you know, because when the Foo Fighters started, there was an original drummer. Right. And uh, that wasn't Dave. And, um, and, uh, they're recording an album, and I think the uh, the past drummer caught Dave redoing all the drum parts. Oh, really? Yeah. So that. Oh, so that no. I never knew that. Yeah, that was in one of the documentaries I mentioned. Oh. Uh, I can't remember the original drummer's name, but yeah, he caught Dave redoing all the drum parts, and oh, that's gotta hurt your feelings. Yeah. So that's what Taylor Hawkins could have been subject to, but like I said, he well, was good enough, and they just had, they just gelled enough to where they you know each fit right back in behind them and. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do. Really. I don't either. And, and, you know, one thing I was thinking about, obviously, I wanted to bring that up. And that's that's huge, especially for the podcast we do. And uh, and one thing I said I'm not going to do, and I'm saying it out loud, even though I'm still sticking to my word, uh, is speculating. I hate, that's one of the things I hate the most is people saying, well, I heard it was this, I heard it was that. No, that all that's irrelevant. You know, you just got to yeah. feel for the guy's family and his bandmates and friends. And, yeah. uh, you know, I pray that... Uh, he, uh, I pray that uh, they all find comfort. Yeah, true, absolutely. Um, so again, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. Um, so to get back on the show on the road, we uh, 
because uh, I know last week we didn't mention what we were going to do our big topic on. Right. The review kind of came yeah. up, but we did say we're going to review, uh, re-listen to Winger. Okay. Um, I know cause we did mention that, and I think I was mentioning after the last week's podcast that with Winger, it's um like there's almost like when it comes to the hair metal bands in the eighties. Yeah. There's different levels of like popularity. Right. Popular, popular bands. Yeah, of course. It's like uh. There's like Poison and Motley Crue. They were probably like the A level. Um, then there's a whole slew of B level bands. We we mm-hmm. probably talk at another time, but I always view Winger as one of these second level like B level bands as far as popularity yeah. goes. Um, but there's that B level group of bands, especially Winger included. Um, I really enjoy. Um, that's kind of what I, I like them more than like the Poison and Motley Crue's of the yeah. world. Um, so yeah, I was kind of excited to re-listen to Winger because. Um, Oh, door's closing. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah, uh, yeah with uh, I said with Winger being, um, with Winger being, well, I said one of my like one of my favorites, especially like with the, the docking and White Lion and White Snake. Uh, those of those of the world. Like I said, Winger. Uh, so I really do uh, enjoy Winger, and I said yeah. I was about to go back to him. Well, okay. So sorry about that, guys. That was not very professional, but the uh, the door was closed closing on the thing we're in. Wind was blowing. Nonetheless. Uh, you know, I got to thinking about, so, you know, obviously you said the, the topic was, uh, or one of our assignments was listening to Winger. Uh, it got me thinking about this this week, how I think their biggest downfall is uh, uh, their timing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to say, you quote me if I'm wrong, they got together in 87, 88, somewhere, somewhere it might, right before 90, I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. And they, um, and, and they just... Right when they, I think after their second, second or third album, because their first one or two, I want to say uh, they had a uh, self-titled album, Winger, um, which I like that album, and mm. I believe that's somewhere in the eighties. They those, anyways, those first two albums were damn good. They're just good, uh, but they got hit in the mouth in the third inning by grunge, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, which has happened to a lot of bands, but I, I feel like if Winger. Uh, and this, I'm being biased because I do like Kip Winger and I like Winger and I think he's beautiful. But um, and if you're listening to this, Kip, I want to go on a date with you. Uh, but no, uh, if uh, I want to, I want to say like if they come out in the same time as a Motley Crue or in '81 or or just during that other, just yeah, about earlier. five or six, seven, eight years earlier, like their, their success is a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Um, I said that. I know they came like said, a little later in the '80s and. Um, and then I'll say it's a shame because, like I said, they did even you know after grunge came, yeah. and kind of changed the landscape of music. Um, like they still put out good stuff. Yeah. I mean, they put out. I think I saw last night their last album was from twenty fourteen. Yep. Um, I know they're. I think that they they do still do shows, but I know oh, they yeah. like uh, Red Beach is and White Snake now. Mm-hmm. He's been with them for a long for probably a long time. Yeah. Now, by this point, and um, Kid Winger does solo stuff, and he actually orchestrates like plays and musicals and stuff now. really yeah so i can't say i've heard any of that stuff but of i know course. that's what he does i had no uh, idea man that's yeah, cool so, uh, um yes or he he wrote his own play and does or- orchestrational type of stuff um that's cool man i had no idea let me ask you this real fast what is your favorite winger song um well one that i've that i uh, well um 
is I can't I don't know if it's their, off their first album or not. Okay. It's one with the almost like a robotic face on it. One of the albums has that face on it. It's uh, Time to Surrender. It's probably my favorite song by Winger. Okay. So it's like so that's like a deeper cut yeah. um, off that album. But <clears throat> another one I like is uh, so uh, I have a favorite Time to Surrender, but a Spell I'm Under is another one I okay. like a lot. Okay. Um, of course, Seventeen is their big hit yeah, and Headed sure. for a Heartbreak. Yeah. Um, my favorite is Miles Away. Love yeah, that song. Miles Away is a and good Miles one. Away was kind of uh, when they were. I know that song. I know for a fact that was on the 1990 album, which that, what whatever the name of that one was, because that mm-hmm. was um, right when, um, like, it seemed like they were getting warm, but the uh, music world was kind of like getting past that that style, you know. Because, like I said, I, if I'm not mistaken, they only had like. Uh, by the time they had their third or fourth album, like uh, they were kind of over with as far as their their height of their fame. Yeah, the glory days. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's just bad timing, man. Like those guys came through at the worst time. Um, and now, correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew. They're out of New York, right? That I don't. I honestly can't say because they all kind of. I don't know. I can't. Let's just speak on the history okay. of them, really. Cause yeah. I, well, because I know because Kit Winger was like in Alice Cooper's band. Yeah. Um, and reading now, um, it didn't say where they originated from. Okay. Um, but probably California, because you know that's where the music world was at the okay. time. But uh, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, I know like uh, Kid Winger was in Alice Cooper's band, and then he obviously created his own group. Yeah. Um, and I know he was. I know Kid Winger. There's more history on him. He's a classically trained guitarist too. Did not know that. Yeah. So. Um, Why you doing? Why you talking on that? I gotta look for where they're from. I did not know he was a classically trained uh, uh, guitarist. Yeah. Um, I said so. He. I know he. Some of his solo stuff. He's playing guitar, and you can just hear he's really good. Yeah. Um, he does like acoustic shows a lot, and you can find those on YouTube. Um, but yeah. So with again with Winger, I was just just looking up their first album came out in '88. The second album came in ninety, right, and then obviously after that point it was kind of too little, too late for yeah. them. But, um, well, I say yeah with Winger, like I said they're definitely like I know the like I said earlier the B level bands. Mm-hmm. I love all of them. I, I like I said Dokken, probably one of my favorites. Um, they're like a one. I love that you love Dokken. Yeah, Dokken's like a one A. Um, but then the rest are like kind of falling after okay. like wingers, white snakes, white lines. Another, I like white line a lot. They're from New York City, yeah. actually. Uh, white line is uh, real fast. Uh, so okay, winger originated. They're New York City based, uh, okay. but Kip is from Colorado. Uh, Red Beach is from uh, Pennsylvania. Um, let's see, we've got um, Rob. Morganstein, he's from New York. Okay, he's from New York. Um, and let's see where Paul Taylor's from. California, okay. Okay. So, and then John Roth, he, uh, he's, which is a former member, he is from, I don't know, Arkansas, okay. I think. I don't know. Anyways, moving okay, forward. So yeah. yeah, it's a pretty New York base. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, pretty New York base. Um, um, but all right, like I said, so like I said, yeah, with Winger, like I said, I. I uh, know I did a deep dive on them years ago, yeah. so I, I, you know, I know that a lot of them I just love those already. guys. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, they're all very good, and I know they got kind of shit on with Metallica, and Divas and Butthead, but uh, like it's I said... Just, it's not that... It just don't have that dark into it. It's not... It's... it's, it's I don't know how you, you... You might explain it better than me, Matthew. It's not... 
it's not dark rock. There's nothing like says metal or there's nothing that's just like, oh, this is dark and heavy. It's just lighthearted and to yeah. me, it, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I know because as far as like talented, as far as like comparing him to other groups, they're probably one of the more talented 80s groups. Yeah. I know like Red Beach was kind of a childhood virtuoso. Um, I want to say the, the drummer, um, he like teaches at MIT or some high level college music and stuff like really? that. Really? Yeah, I can't. I want to. I know it's the drummer, but I can't tell you where he teaches. Okay. But he's like a college professor somewhere teaching wow. music. And of course, Kip Winger's doing orchestration now on like you know his history with Alice Cooper. Yeah, and Kip Winger, he's a uh, he's a Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, wow. So. Uh, That's up. interesting, man. Yeah, I say I, I've done done a deep dive with him for a little while. So I said I um, very impressive as a group and. Um, like I said, if you haven't listened to Winger, I know they could kind of become a joke kind of a band. But definitely give them a listen out there. Like I said, you will not be disappointed if you like 80s music in general. What got you in there? Like, what is it about Winger? Um, and I don't want to get you way off track. I'm just saying, what is it about it was, that made you stick with them and deep dive and like them? Well, because once upon a time, I did take guitar lessons. Yeah. So I was already kind of getting into 80s music in general. And it might have been... I heard, it might have just been I heard 17. Yeah. And then that could have made me sure. spiral, spiral out and listen right. to the Head of Pearl Heartbreak. I and um, I saw them play on the Arsenio Hall show back in the day. Uh, Kid Winger had the uh, Britney mic or it was a Madonna mic, you know, the little, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, playing yeah. bass. Britney mic. Or Don, I guess yeah, both of them. Either one, yeah. So he was, had the Madonna mic, he was playing bass and singing at the same time. And it, obviously he was just, you know, he was just great, especially you know, he still is. But hold on, I'm gonna ask you a dumb question. Very and impressive. Kip Winger was the bassist. Yeah, he was the bassist and I singer. No I knew he was a singer. I didn't um, know he was the bassist. And the uh, Red Beach guitar and drummer. And I want to say there was a guy that uh, played uh, keyboards and other guitar. Nice. Um, the guy that might not be in the band anymore. But, yeah. Um, like I said, yeah. So I can't tell you what how I got into them because it's been so long. Mm. But it was definitely um, might have been I heard seventeen and that. Kind of what started it, yeah. Um, and and I, th I think I, I, I kind of lumped them in with the Dawkins and White Lions of the world. So I think I got all into them almost in a row, right? Right. Um, I said these second level hair metal bands that I just you know love you know so right. much more. So, uh, so again, yeah, Winger, um, definitely give them a listen. I said they're they're awesome, yeah. Check them out, man. They're, if you look, somebody's got to be listening to this and gonna say Winger, but. I guarantee you, you've never really listened to Winger. And if you appreciate the music, um, then, you know, you form your own opinions. I guarantee you, you just just give it a listen. And then, you know, let yeah. me know what you think. But Yeah, hit us up on Twitter now. Yeah, do it. Yes, yes, hit us up on Twitter. Um, do that. I'll, I'll repeat the, um, I'll remind you at the end of the show, give you all the information on there. So, uh, but yeah, do that. And now, you ready for the, the, yeah. the uh, entree? Yeah, so uh, now we're going to do, um, I know we mentioned two album reviews. Yep. One, I'm in the process of listening to the okay. other one. So Re Hardcore And Shaper. I'm in the process of listening to Reckless Love, so it's going to work out good. Oh, uh, okay, okay, so we can fill in the gaps yep, then. Yep, yep. Um, so uh, so I listened to all of Reckless Love, and halfway through Hardcore Superstar, you, you're the opposite. Yep, yep. So we'll, so we'll see how that goes then. Okay. Um, so with uh, Reckless Love, so I'll start there. Um, I'm, I'm going to name off these two songs at a time, and... Um, We'll talk about talk about talk okay. about. Um, so uh, it starts off the album with Turbo Rider and Eyes of a Maniac. I should say the name of the album is Turbo Rider yeah. too. 
Um, so these two were singles that come off the album first. Like, these were singles that came out ahead of time. Um, so did you listen to those? Yep. I know yep. you're familiar, probably were familiar with yep. them. Everything pre-released uh, I've listened to. Um, so, so with those two songs, um, I would say, just to kind of say my final opinion on the whole album, um, the songs that they released ahead of time are probably my least favorite. Oh, really? Yeah, I would say, besides maybe like Eyes of a Maniac. Um, like I said, Turbo Rider is Eyes of a Maniac, and I'm about to mention the other two because they start off the album. Yeah. Um, probably my least favorite. I like the rest of the songs a lot more. Um, but yeah, so uh, Turbo Rider, Eyes of a Maniac. With this album, they definitely went more... Um, the genre of music is called synthwave, the 80s okay. keyboardy heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, I know the lead singer said that too. That was kind of the, that's what the sound they were going for. Right, right. Um, so like I said, if you, um, I guess depending on how much you listen to it, um, like I know with them, obviously they're pretty much guitar based prior to this yeah, album. Yeah, sure. But this album seems like the guitar work is just a lot more uh, complex and aggressive, I guess, if you caught on to that. Um, there's some, some other songs. Like I said, the solos just sound so much... Um, some, I don't know, lively, I guess, yeah. compared to their old stuff. It was um, really, I just really like this album a whole lot, honestly. Um, so with these two songs, like I said, these, probably, these two are probably my least favorite as far as um, just the album in okay. general. The other two next up is Outrun, which is another single. Yep. Um, so again, um, again, another one of those, like I said, is previously released. So those top three songs, Turbo, Turbo Rider, As of a Maniac, Outrun, are probably my least favorite. Um, you just got me more excited here. Yeah, like I said, the other ones, um, the next up is Kids of the Arcade. Um, so again, all these songs definitely have like a, excuse me, they all have like a nice synthesizer bass for the uh, for each song. But the guitar really does soar in almost all these songs. So the guitar, like I said, if you like guitar-based you know, rock, especially 80s stuff, um, you'll really enjoy, like I said, these, um, the guitar work on this album. And, um, and again, this song's probably one of my second favorite okay. on the album. So it's Kids of the Arcade. Um, I do have to say, with a lot of the song, a lot of the songs on this album, um, I think uh, one of the things about Reckless Love in general is, um, and you can vouch for this, is that they just have like great choruses. Oh yeah. Like I said, I think we compared songs. I think we compared them to like Bon Jovi maybe a couple yeah. uh, episodes ago. Where like they just have great choruses and this album's very much the same. Yeah. Like I said the sound might have changed a little bit. Yeah. But uh, so with this album this song in particular again, Kids of the Arcade okay. is a is a good one. Um they cover Bark Out the Moon by Ozzy, which is my oh, yeah. favorite. Yeah, that's right. I'm a, yeah. Which is uh, my favorite Ozzy song, and they do it justice. I mean, yeah. it's kind of hard to mess that up. I say sound good. Um, there's two songs in a row, because one's like a prelude. It's Prelude, Flight of the Cobra, Like a Cobra. Um, the prelude is just, like I say, an intro, pretty much. That's just guitar stuff. Sounds good. Um, the song Like a Cobra isn't that's probably the only one I haven't heard I didn't necessarily like. Mm -hmm. That one's kind of a... Um, I'm probably looping, grouping with the first three because I, I just didn't like that song, really. Mm -hmm. But, um... So the next four, to round it up, there's only 11 songs on this album. Um, I like these a lot, these last four. Um, one is For the Love of Good Times. Okay. Um, so, again, it's very, like I said, Reckless Love chorus, um, very hooky chorus. Yeah. And like I said, with the... Uh, synthesizer guitar driven stuff 
Um, yes, I pretty much say that with the rest of these two. 89 Sparkle is my favorite. This is probably the most different as far as compared to the other ones. It's um, that kind of like a um, slap bass in it compared to the other stuff. Um, and this song is probably similar to, if you know their other catalog, Hot um, or Radio. Mm -hmm. Hot Radio. Those songs are just like kind of a party song. Mm -hmm. This song is the party song on the album. It's, it, this is my favorite. I said the chorus is, like I said, it's, I, it's out of this world. It's such a good chorus. Um, and like I said, the guitar, just the guitar, this guitar is yeah, kicks ass. So round it up on these last three, last two songs, Future Lover Boy and Prodigal's prodigal son um again just you know just great kind of a tell on tell on an album so with um so again this album in general might be my favorite for them in general i say it's a nice like a peak point for me because i do like some of the synth wave stuff now and and obviously they are do keep it very uh hair metal based mm. too um yeah so i so this is my favorite from them. So, so and I think on their, um, on their Instagram, the, the lead singer Ollie, he mentioned that um, I'm not sure. I think it was global. They reached 1.3 million streams. Really, that's which, cool. Yeah, which I was almost I was kind of amazed. That's such mm -hmm. a high number. Mm -hmm. So, because um, I, I guess I just don't consider them. Yeah, I mean that big in America. No, but um. That's often very impressive, especially for for them, like I said. Mm -hmm. So um so yeah, this album is probably my favorite from them, so I do like it a lot. Um and this one I'm gonna revisit, so um I think you'll be able to enjoy it. So let me ask you this. All right, so um now you got me excited to listen to it, uh, but <clears throat> do you um I guess one thing I always ask myself after an album comes out from a band that I like, um does it have you excited? Like you, are you excited for what's next? Like, like the direction. I guess the direction of the band. Um, well, because I know their last album, I think it was called Monster, and that's obviously this. Yeah. If, if you know Reckless Love or seen Peacemaker, you know that song Monster. Yep. Um, for those out there, so because um, that album was different compared to this one. This one, um, also Monster was almost more hard rock. I guess not as hair yeah. metal and. They, some of the songs were just kind of like a Scandinavian Girls was off that album. Yeah, I, I feel like that album for me it was like uh, obviously it was rock and roll, but it was like a, if a boy band did a rock and roll album. I don't I don't really know what I'm saying. Like it just had that like uh, had like almost like a, a Britney Spears meets rock. I don't it, I guess just in my mind it was hard to explain. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, because some of the songs I said like Monster was kind of straightforward, kind of more hard rock based, yeah. like modern sounding. Yeah. Then like Scandinavian Girls was very synthy mm -hmm. and. Um, probably almost more in line with this how they sound off this yeah. album um, which I, I like Scandinavian Girls probably the most off that album in general but um, as far as this sound for the new one I'll, I am looking forward to seeing cool. if they stick with it Yeah. because um, I know their first couple albums they're definitely more glam and sleazy yeah. sounding yeah. Um, the last album I said was um, Monster and that was pretty modern sounding okay um, well, so, so it sounds like you are then Yes, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm excited. Um, like I said, the song they released, I don't know if it's because I heard those so much before. Mm. Like I said, I guess I played out on them. But yeah, like I said, the ones I haven't heard, 
like I said, I like those songs, like I said, a lot. Well, so um, Two things. The reason I say that, well, uh, yeah, well, that, that's good. And I know one thing for me is um, I, it's, and they're, and they're in this category, obviously. Um, if you got a lot of uh, synthesizing and stuff in, in it, like, usually it's a turn-on for me. But mm-hmm. for them, it's never been any other stuff that has it. Or, like, yeah. I guess... Uh, because going back to what you said earlier, like the courses, they're just very riffy, very catchy uh, stuff. Yeah. And of course, it's my style of music. So um, mm-hmm. it doesn't really turn away from me. I know generally, like if I've listened to a band I've never heard of, um, there's been so many times where I'm, I've probably missed out on at least one of them. Because as soon as I hear like that uh, that uh, arena type of uh, some of them sounds, and, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll turn it off right then. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so. And then the other thing, before we go any further, um, I guess one thing that uh, always that I hate about a new album is that uh, I, I'm not looking forward to it anymore. Looking forward to it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. uh, I've, I'm always sometimes the the chase is is better than the and and that's not even a knock on the album or nothing. It's just the fact that all right, here's the music. You got it. You. You don't have anything to look forward to anymore. And I know that's yeah. weird. That's just the way my weird brain works. Sometimes it's just like, okay, when are we going to get something else? Will it be uh, Will it be this year? Will it be uh, three years from now? Or, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I know every... I'll tell you one band that I'm bad for that with is The Darkness. Every time they release an album, I get so excited when they're releasing stuff. Yeah. And then every time it's released, I'm just like, oh, man, like... Uh, and, I, and especially them, because it's just like, all right, are they ever going to release something again? Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And not so much with Reckless Love, of course. Uh, uh, you know, I've been so excited for this album, uh, and you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't know it because I hadn't even freaking listened to it yet. But I do have a good reason. Uh, daughter uh, had dance competitions, been on the road, been doing that uh, the dad stuff, so hadn't yeah. had a chance to. And I even brought my headphones just so I could say, all right. I'm going to put my headphones in and listen to this album. And, of course, uh, still got sidetracked. Um, mm-hmm. But, nonetheless, I'm looking forward to listening to it. I know, of course, uh, just my little spin on it, and this won't take long because I haven't uh, been through it. I uh, I like the singles that came out, the stuff that came out. Um, yeah. I do like it. I think it's different for them. I think it was cool, though. I like how they're taking chances, but it's still them. You know, Make yeah. no mistakes, it's them. Yeah, at the end of the day, like that's definitely still... Um, still them, like yeah. I said, um, Ollie, he still sounds, um, he still sounds good. Like, um, for I, sure. I noticed that he kind of sounds like, a, sometimes his voice is like a Michael Jackson kind of like, yes, kind of like cuts like a knife aspect to his voice. Yeah. Um, like, I guess like their voices could get so thin sounding and mm-hmm. sharp sounding. Um, he does have some Michael Jackson-esque yeah. sounds on this album, but, yeah. uh, yeah, still them. So like I said, uh, the choruses are still their choruses. Yeah. Like I said, um, knowing you and um, the guitar heavy stuff, right? Um, like I said, this is this is a good album, and like I said, and um, I think you'll enjoy it. Well, you know something about him, man. Is I uh, uh, and I hate to admit this because uh, I'm a huge fan, but I I wasn't when I started liking them. Um, I I didn't think he was that great of a singer or anything. Like I just yeah. thought like uh, the songs and. Uh, and I liked him, and I, you know, obviously just the the music. But the more I've listened to him, like him as a singer has grown on me huge. Like uh, yeah. the last couple albums, there's just been things in there. It's just like you know, this guy shreds, man. Yeah, I said, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see how I like, see he's um, vocally he's not like a virtuoso vocalist, yeah. but uh, 
Yeah, he, he just he does a good job. Yeah, he, he, you know he does a good job for what to, for their music. Well, and also what's cool about getting on a band like this, like we have, and of course we didn't get on from day one. You know, we that was you yeah. know almost twenty years ago. But um, but that's any band, you know. Like uh, I guess from the height of their success, from when they started becoming successful, I think we got on them. And uh, yeah. and what's cool about that is, uh, and I guess this is where I was going with him is that's when they get better. And I feel like he's gotten yeah. better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part's cool, but but yeah, like I'm, he's grown on man. He's a, I think he's really good now, and I think he's getting better. And and every time I hear a new album, mm-hmm. he does more things. It's cool, but yeah, it's different. This album what I've heard so far is different. Uh, but again, make no mistake, it's still them. And I like uh, I like what they're doing. I like the, the chance they're taking. So I am excited to listen to it. I'm going to go listen to it tonight for sure. Uh, well, no, probably not tonight. I'll probably listen to it on the way to work, at work tomorrow. Uh, go through it. That's when I do my best listening uh, when I'm sitting there at the, in, you know, at my desk doing stuff. But um, so I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Yeah. So uh, so again, that's Reckless Love Turbo Rider. Like I says, I recommend it, and I, I know you'll like it too. So uh, check it out, man. And and it goes. And it's funny because uh, something me and Matthew. I don't know. I don't know if we're uh, if we secretly don't know ourselves or something. But one thing I've noticed uh, about us and our music and rock and roll is if it's a beautiful singer. Uh, for some reason, we we uh, we're like uh, it's like we're dating people, or we're we're you know we we generally go towards the the more prettier um, uh, uh, singers. So I, I don't know what it is. I guess uh, well, it's just that's the eighties thing, though. Yeah, that's, it's just a presentation the, and everything, you know. Yeah, that was the eighties thing. They were the you know kings and queens yes. of uh, uh, the pretty singers. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, no. I, I again, I'm very excited to hear it, and 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 I won't spend much time on this one because. Um, you know, Matthew did a great job breaking that down. He's probably do, he probably does a lot better at that than I do. I know uh, the other album that we had uh, was the new hardcore superstar album, yeah. which is uh, is called Abracadabra. Uh, yep, that's right. And uh, you know, there was a. And before I even get into it, I want to say this: uh, the uh, uh, Joaquin Berg, he's the lead singer of that of that band. He is probably uh, to me. As a good a singer as, as there are right now in, in rock and roll, he is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, I wish I could sit here and give you more information. I know it's a music podcast. I should be able to do that. But I, I'd like to think that uh, if I'm not mistaking, he is their uh, lead writer, like on their, you know, he does most of the writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But a uh, very talented uh, human being, very good singer. One of those that, you can kind of throw him across John Alvaro. His, his voice is obviously made for rock and roll, but uh, he's got some soul in his voice. Um, mm. You know, just just amazing. Uh, and I love every time I hear a new song, and uh, especially like uh, the uh, gosh knows what's the the latest the single they had from this album. Um, in, anyways, uh, but, but very yeah. very good singer uh, mm. that he is. Um, so uh, I like it. It just they're uh, they're just man. It's just very rock and roll. I, I don't really know what else to say. It's just like it's them. They haven't strayed away from uh, their recipe. Um, it's uh, it's got ten songs on it. Uh, let me while I'm sitting here. I guess it would be easier for me to just uh, just start going through some songs for you. Uh, my favorite song off the album is probably. Uh, let me look at it. It's probably Dreams in Red. Um, yeah, that, and, that was the single. I, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, that's one of the singles. Yes, yes. Um, off of the album. But, it's, yeah, there's 10 songs on it. Um, 
Dreams and Reds, probably my, my favorite, which I've heard that. I've known that one for uh, many months now. That was one of the first singles off of it. Um, um, the, the other was Forever in a Day. Forever in a Day, very, very good. That one had more soul in it, I think, if that's the one I'm thinking yeah, also of. Went to kind of the, I want to say it was the one with the long intro. Yes, um, yes. It was just kind of him singing with a guitar behind him. Yes. Um, now, I'll say this. There's there's like three out of the ten songs that I really like, that it's songs that I put in my like uh, playlist uh, through the day. Um the and I guess uh, well let me just go off of it real fast. It would be Dreams of Red, Forever in a Day, and um, I want to say it's uh, Weep When You Die is the other one. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I'll just say this: I can lump the rest of, the, of them together. Basically, like the whole album is rock and roll. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, there's not a whole lot of ballads on this one. This is a you know rock and roll album, yeah. and it's it's just um, it's good stuff, man. It's hard. It's heavy. And uh, this guy can shred, man. So, um, yeah. So just just back up, like so, with what what you, what you said. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. This album, I said that they're. I guess they're like I said, where Reckless Love was definitely lighter. It's on compared sure. to other other stuff. It's like uh, more playful, uh, more upbeat. Yeah. Um, this album's definitely a little bit more. Uh, it's definitely heavier. Yeah, it's very aggressive. They're they're big on the uh, group buckles and the choruses. Yeah. Like every chorus has a group buckle in it on it um and i think at the end of the day like with um like we talked about a few episodes ago about um the different ways of buying albums and yeah how back in the day you would buy an album like a cd and you would like um you would like buy it for that one song but then yeah. you would like hopefully like the other ones behind it sure um since since we're streaming nowadays obviously we can have more versatility with that but right. at the end of the day i guess the way i look at like a, a successful album i like is how many songs i convert to like a playlist yeah i guess that's kind of the modern sure. equivalent of it um and this one like you said this one has three songs off of it that would i like, add to a playlist yeah um the rest just kind of Way way I look at it, like way Reckless Love on their newest album kind of evolved and had like a new sound. Yeah, this sounds I'm not gonna sound old, but like it just sounds like it's a little bit stuck in the yeah. Like I guess it sounds like they've everything else they've done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, like Dreams in Red and Forever in a Day are probably the two big ones, and Weep When You Die, like I said, um, the three I'll convert to a playlist, mm -hmm. but the rest just. I don't know. There's not. That's not it. Which yeah. again, it could be. It, yeah. it could be anything for anyone. Yeah. Um, they just don't have it. Those other songs. Yeah. And so those are the ones I won't revisit. Like like comparison, Reckless Love. There's eleven songs. Yeah. And I probably have like seven of those on a playlist right. now. Um, so obviously I like one more than the other, but right, in right. general. Um, so as far as like a good album, um, if you like the genre of music, you you definitely will like it. Um, yeah. Just for me, um, and just kind of comparing it to the other albums i guess i just didn't like it as much as others yeah yeah i know I, I definitely see that i guess i guess front to back um uh i probably i probably think this was one of their better ones now um uh, they have uh you know obviously they have a lot of the, their other stuff they have certain songs that i mean I guess like anyone else but I, I think this one flows good from one song to the next it keeps it same uh, I guess what they're going for, it just I mean, it's just heavy. And again, mm -hmm. if you like that, you're going to like this album. They're a good rock and roll band that are going today and putting out music. Um, and I know I'm going to jump beat big time here, uh, and I'm going off base, but uh, 
one thing that just keeps going back to my mind right now is I'm just I'm starting to fall in love with this other band and uh, mm-hmm. and I can't every time they I get more and more excited to hear stuff they're putting out. But yeah. uh, and the only reason I'm saying this because it's All in right, the same the, genre. I know where you're going. You're going. You know where I'm going. It's Junkyard Drive. Uh, that's where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I am falling head over heels for this band. Their singers. Probably my favorite singer today. Uh, he is de- well. He yeah. He's definitely my favorite rock and roll singer today. Talking about good, that guy is unbelievable to me. And the fact that uh, these bands that we like, they're all foreign, and you know they all have their accents and pro- speak other languages. And he's just I, he's so good. And every time I'm here, I'm like, man, this guy. Uh, he sounds like he's a neighbor of mine in America. And you know here this <laughs> yeah. guy is like he's singing. I don't know, I, but I am every time they put out. It seems like that's one band going right now that are getting better and better and better every time they release something. So I just wanted to make sure I got that off my chest today. If you've not listened to Junkyard Drive and you like rock and roll, you've got to go listen to them now. You talking about they've got good ballads. Their new song is a ballad, beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, go check that out. It's got a long title. I believe it is called, uh, hold on a second, uh, Killing Time. Uh, the Wonderland of Temptations. Uh, go check that one out. Beautiful song. But uh, you can, if if you've never heard them and you're going to hit pause and go listen to them, you listen to that song and you listen to Sweet Little Dreamer. Um, those are two songs that will just give you a big range of what they do. And I promise you, if you're into rock and roll, you're going to love these guys. I've introduced a couple people to these guys. And um, anybody that I have uh, uh, is a fan of them. So I definitely recommend you going to them. And I know that's off of our reviews. Uh, we're, you know, not don't have anything to do with it. Excuse me. Um, a little tongue twister here. They don't have anything to do with our two reviews. But I definitely wanted to make sure I got that off my chest. Because I've had that new ballad that I just mentioned on repeat uh, in the mm-hmm. last two weeks. It's just been uh, one of those songs that I have not been able to turn away. Uh, so definitely, definitely give that. But again, I am so looking forward to this new Reckless Love. Yeah, so um, so I guess to round up our reviews, so um, I would say not like a, if we're going to give like a, I like a lasting comment on these. Sure. I would definitely just recommend both because music, yeah. music, music is subjective yeah. and these are two good bands. Yeah. Um, but just for me, Reckless Love, like I said, my favorite one from sure. them so far. So like, well, I'm looking forward to that one. Like, 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 like for me, so that one is... Yeah. Um, so if, um, for those, those listening out there, um, definitely check that one out. Yeah. Well, check out both. But again, that one, like I said, I hold in high regard. Yeah. And the, uh, Abracadabra, Hardcore Superstar. Um, like I said, check it out still. Um, just for me, it didn't do it for me. Like I said, it was probably uh, not to give it a grade or nothing. But um, like I said, I probably won't revisit it. Yeah. But... Um, Check out both. For sure. And um, I thought you were going to mention um, Classless Act, actually, because they released a new song. But <sighs> Yes. Um, oh, I love Classless Act, too. Uh, yeah, so uh, so uh, it's another band. So check them out yes. if you like. But, uh, yeah, so... And they're L.A. They're not, we're, they're not one of our usual foreign bands, man. They're yeah, from L.A. American, yeah, American. Very, very good. They're... Uh, I was just thinking of this the other day, and it's already... Oh, they're a singer. He doesn't sound like him. He's a lot better to me. But I saw a picture of him the other day... Um, and I was just like, man, he looks so much like a young Eddie Vedder. Like, it just mm-hmm. looks just like a young Eddie Vedder. Again, he's a, you know, it's not the same type of music, I promise. Uh, and if definitely you're a not, Vedder no. fan, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, no, but no, not. this guy's name's Derek Day, and he is amazing. He's a lot better than Vedder as a singer. Uh, and obviously, he's not had the career trajectory. Like, he's just getting started. And you could be like, well, who's he? You're talking about Eddie Vedder. 
No, I'm not getting into all that. Don't want to offend anyone. I'm just saying this guy, his voice is amazing. So, you know. Yes. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, another recommendation. Listen to them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so that's a, kind of our album reviews. So we'll probably have another one. I want to say in April, the Food, the, uh, food Fighters, Chili Peppers album coming yep, out. So yep. we'll listen to them and do another yep. review then. Um, and if there's, if there's any other bands that just brought up an album, um, then we'll do it with we'll review theirs too. Yeah. Um, Go check us out on, on social media. We've got a Twitter account. It's at OnShuff with two Fs podcast. Uh, so go check us out. I, um, we, you know, we're just starting out on there. Obviously, we didn't put a whole lot on there. You can find our uh, our podcast on there. Uh, put a couple polls on there. Uh, favorite front man, favorite guitarist type of deals. But, um, yeah, we're going to try mm-hmm. to get active on there. We get Matthew active on there. I'm going to get active on there. So we're going yeah. to uh, try to do some stuff. And, and please go on there. Uh, let's, let's have conversations. Give us topics. Uh, we're going to keep coming with you some good ones. Uh, so, uh, you know, join in. Help us out with it. Yeah, so check us out on there. Like I said, trying to get that started with a little bit more interaction. Yeah. Um, so uh, another round, up, round off each episode. Uh, I normally recommend something. Last week I recommended everyone uh, blast music and with the windows down. Yeah. Um, so not to to uh, so to uh, recommend or uh, check out anything else cool. Um, I would say um, well I'll do another recommendation. Listen to the Foo Fighters and check out. Um, Especially to check out, I think one of his favorite things to do live was um, when they were um, a few years ago. Well, even still, um, Taylor Hawkins like leading leading the group for a song and singing uh, "Somebody to Love" or yes. some Queen song. Yeah. So uh, you know, so go watch uh, Foo Under Fighters Pressure. live. Yeah, Under Pressure is the one they did a lot. So um, go watch Taylor Hawkins you know, after with the Foo Fighters and, um, yeah, show them love. Yeah. Show them love. Like I said, you rest in peace again to round, round it round, you know, have a big circle here. Um, check them out, watch them. Um, like I said, sing, sing some queen. Cause that's one of his favorite groups. And again, just, uh, rest in peace. And, uh, yeah, that's another episode. All right, guys, we'll see you next week with something great. So, uh, peace. See ya. <laughs>